when you come to this realization that you are enough, that you can love yourself fully just as you are, that you never have to lose another pound or earn another dollar or get another certificate on your wall or get another raise, you know, whatever the thing is that you think is going to make you good enough. When you come to understand that you're worthy now, that changes everything. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Kelly Covert. Kelly is an inner voice coach with a passion for helping women lay down their lifelong habits of perfectionism and chronic overachieving so they can listen to their inner voice and love themselves fully every single day. Through her coaching, online programs, writing, and speaking, she is creating a movement of women that are practicing worthy now instead of worthy if or when. She is the creator and host of the In Her Voice podcast. Her work has been featured on the Huffington Post, the Elephant Journal, yourtango.com, and she has been a featured guest on many podcasts. Kelly is also a professional flautist with Symphoria, a wife and mother of two big boys, one baby girl, Beagle named Piper. Welcome to Spark Joy, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I'm excited to be here tonight. Thank well, you. We are, we are thrilled to have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your work as a coach? What are some of the key components of your practice and your style as a coach? So I love this question so much. As my bio said, I am an inner voice coach. And a lot of people are like, what? (laughs) But in my years of coaching, I've been coaching for about doing life coaching for about four years now. What I've really come to understand is that as women, as, as everyone, as humans, but particularly as women, we have everything that we need for our guidance, for knowing how to create the life that we want right inside of us. And it's called our inner voice. And when we can tap into that and really listen and be guided by that, then we can start living the life that we always dreamed of, a life where we're good enough, a life where we're deserving of love and peace and joy and all of those wonderful things that we seek every single day. And how I help women access this is I do um, a a variety of different ways. I mean, I I do one-on-one coaching, I do group coaching, but what I really do is, is I give women the tools to access the inner voice. And then I also create a space where they feel that accountability because I think that's a big piece of it. I mean, gosh, we're busy. We're doing, doing, doing all of the time. And what connecting with your inner voice really requires is stepping back from that, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day and getting still and getting quiet and listening. And sometimes we just need a little bit of help and encouragement to do that. And so that's where I really come in. I provide the space and the accountability and the encouragement and the tools to help women connect and live by their inner voice. So that's super interesting because I think, I think it seems that uh, people can identify sometimes several inner voices in the sense that, um, 
I think for some of us, myself included, at times my inner voice is you're not good enough or you're not doing what you need to be doing. So it almost seems as though those, uh, you have to reach that healthy, positive inner voice. Well, yeah, I, you're exactly right. Because in the, the voice that you're talking about, I call that voice something different. To me, that voice is my inner mean girl. That's my inner critic. She does not support me. She does not want me to grow. She wants me to stay stuck right where I am. And she will remind me of all of my failures, of all of the things that I'm imperfect at, of all my flaws every single day, if I allow that. And so the inner voice is a completely different voice. And that comes from within the inner mean girl kind of lives up in our head, (laughs) in our ego place. And our inner, inner voice really comes from our heart. It comes from our core and the difference, how you can tell the difference between those two is that your true inner voice, your inner wisdom will always be loving. She will always be supportive. She will always show you the way to go. She won't tell you where not to go. Do you know what I mean? And I think that getting really clear on the differences is so powerful because I don't know about you guys, but I lived for decades listening to that inner mean girl and all that she had to say to me about how I was not good enough. And that led me to being tired and exhausted and unhappy and not filled with joy. And that's not how I want to live. Right. Right. Oh, that's so completely agree and understand that. Yeah, I totally relate to that as well. Just sometimes I think we get in our own way and uh, really we're the only thing that's stopping us from being our fabulous best selves. And man, you must deal with that a lot in your profession, I imagine. Well, I, I know do. I deal, with I, deal with, I deal with it a lot in the women that I work with, but I also have dealt with it and still deal with it in my own mm-hmm. life. You know, it yeah, still comes up. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to have these tools in your back pocket to know how to get back to that place of center, that place of love and wisdom that is right inside of us. And when we can really count on that and understand that, you know, we don't have to do anything to be worthy. We don't have to do anything to deserve that. It's just there. It starts to change how up we show up in the world. Right. Right. It's really great. I, I think I can identify the, the, the mean girl by the level of anxiety that I experience. And I think one of the things I've really noticed is I began to, as I've begun to follow my own joyful path with my, with working as a Conway consultant, that the anxiety is almost non-existent now. Mm-hmm. And I had, there was, there was, I had no capacity to get rid of that anxiety before. So it really took something dramatic happening for me to kind of get to that place where I could relieve that anxiety or that, you know, the, the mean voice, the mean girl voice. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you currently play the flute and piccolo in Symphoria and you teach as a professor of music at Syracuse University. How did you evolve from life as a musician to an inner voice and empowerment coach? 
I love this question so much because people are like, you do what? <laughs> my, my music colleagues are like, you're, you're a coach. And all of um, my colleagues and clients in the coaching realm, they're like, wait a minute, you, you're a musician. Um, but I have two degrees in flute performance. That's what I went to school for. And, you know, it was something that I've always been passionate about. And I've been teaching at the college level since I finished my master's degree. And I actually still, I mean, I'm still doing all of that. It's a big part of who I am and a part of my personality and and a part of my passion. I'm passionate about playing good music with people that I love and teaching other people how to play the flute. And I've sat down before and I've thought about this, like, what's the relationship? And for me, it's really about a through line. So in my teaching, I've noticed that when I'm, when I'm teaching flutists how to play flute, yes, I teach them how to, to, to do the practical things, how to do the fundamental pieces of playing flute. But especially at the college level, when you're learning how to become a professional musician, the most important thing is to believe that you can do it. It's about that belief in yourself. It's about that belief that you're good enough. Because if you don't have that, it's really, really hard to get up on a stage in front of people and play your instrument. So I feel like when I'm in the studio teaching flute lessons, I'm coaching. And then the path for me was kind of, you know, all over the place. I started doing triathlons of all things. And I loved it so much. I was like, I want to coach people how to do triathlons. And so I became a triathlon coach and oh my I, gosh. it was the same thing. You know, yeah, I was creating training plans and I was helping people get their bodies ready for a race. But the most important thing that I was doing is helping people believe in themselves to understand that they're good enough right then. And that's when I really, when I started to, to identify that through line and all of the things that I do, that's, that's when I started to get really specific about that is the thing I want to be doing. And that's where my work as an inner voice coach comes from. It comes from my teaching music. It comes from coaching triathlon, because that's a thing that I see across the board that women struggle with. They struggle with believing that they're good enough. There's, they struggle with believing that they can do the things that they dream of doing. And that struggle is what holds them back. And so that's how I came to be an inner voice coach. Wow, that's really interesting how you made that connection. Because really, I think I know that I, I get the same reaction um, from people when I say I've had an engineering background as well as interior design and tidying. And it's like, where's the connection there? That's so night and day. But really, I think we should avoid like discounting ourselves. I think sometimes um, I know I get in the habit of doing that sometimes where it's like, oh, I don't have this experience or that experience. But then when you really stop and think about it, you do like you have the same uh, just like making that connection. I love how you said that, like the through line. Yeah. It's all well, and about finding that common denominator across everything you do. What's the core of it? Yes. You know? And the cool mm -hmm. thing about that is when you find the through, li the through line of what you are amazing at, of right. what gets you fired up, that opens a whole host of possibilities of things that you can do with that. So, um, so I'm podcasting. I am an inner voice coach. I still 
train, not very many because it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but I still do train people for triathlon and it's something that I enjoy. And then I'm teaching and then I'm playing. And I think the playing part for me is just a passion. I mean, that, that's just, I just love it. It's my art and I love doing it. I can't imagine not doing it. And I feel blessed every day I get to sit down in the chair in my orchestra and play beautiful music and get paid to do it. It's like a dream come true. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I'm so happy to hear you're following your passion. And I I mean, just going back to this idea of professional organizing and professional life coaching, those type of services, I feel like they've definitely made a resurgence lately. And even has been, you know, integrated into pop culture. I've seen uh, more and more life coaches on reality TV and people are reaching out for that, like you said, that space and that accountability uh, to execute projects in life. I feel like I'm a project manager sometimes more than an organizer is simply helping people design their life and um, kind of execute what their vision is. And I'm sure you do the the same with your profession. So I'm curious, like, I'm sure some of our listeners are probably interested in working with a life coach. So if you have any tips you could share in terms of what skills they or expertise they should look out for when trying to find the right match and the right life coach professional. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great question. And I love how you said that what you do as a KonMari specialist is that you help people execute their vision. And that I do that same exact thing, that same exact thing, because people come to me, women come to me and they say, this is not how I want my life to be. Mm-hmm. And we say, I say to them, how, what do you want your life to look like? Like if it could be anything that you wanted, what do you want it to look like? And they work on that. And that sometimes takes a lot of work to figure that out. And then what a coach does, what a good coach does is she helps guide the person through that vision and, and together they can figure out ways to take action towards that vision. And that requires usually a lot of deep inner work, at least on the level that I, that I coach. It's about really connecting with that inward space and understanding where your worthiness comes from and then taking action from a place of worthiness, not from a place of proving or having to be good enough or trying to get that external validation. So speaking into your question, though, about what to look for in a good coach, I think you have to be really clear on what what it is in your life that you need the most help with. So some people need a career coach and some people need a business coach. They're entrepreneurs and they need help moving forward in their business. And that may mean practical help. And it also may, may mean deep soul work kind of help. So maybe you need a health coach. Maybe you're the area of your life that really needs focus right now is your health, you know, eating right and moving your body. And so then you would look for a coach that can really specifically help you with that. So I think that's the first place to go is figure out what area of your life you're really feeling like you need that support in and then go and look in that direction. And then I think, um, it's really about finding someone, first of all, that you know can help you feel the way you want to feel. And you see that by the testimonials on their website. But really, it's you got to talk to them. 
<laughs> and I, I know all of the best coaches I feel are really offering a discovery session or a strategy call to, ha- to spend some time with them and see if it's a good fit. And I know it goes both ways. I really want to talk to potential clients because I want to know that I'm going to be the best coach for them. And so I think that finding someone that you just feel good with, it's really about following that inner guidance, following your intuition and finding someone who has proven results and also that you trust them and that you can feel safe with them and that you know that they've got your back no matter what. Awesome. Great. So we here at Spark Joy are all about, you know, exploring different ways we all can spark joy in our lives. And that term has been coined by Marie Kondo. And she tip, well, we, we typically find people at a moment in their lives where, as we mentioned, we're feeling overwhelmed or burdened. Uh, Our clients are frustrated primarily with their home environments, but maybe other things in their life as well. Um, There's clutter kind of everywhere in our lives, as we know. Um, But do you have any recommendations for our listeners um, in terms of managing their day-to-day lives and uh, just addressing uh, maybe some major concerns that they may have about where their life is going and their vision as well? Well, I... I think that a big piece of it, and I mentioned already, is having that time, that dedicated time of stillness each day. We have to create space, literally declutter, right? (laughs) Um, The mind in order to be able to connect with the inner voice. And so for me, that is non-negotiable. It is absolutely essential. And when I don't do that, I feel it. You know, I feel the weight and the burden of all of that hot mess that's inside of my head Mm -hmm. if I don't get it out. And so I think having that dedicated time, no matter what it looks like, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's going for a walk. It doesn't literally have to be still. It just has, you just have to give space for your head to stop thinking about all of the stuff that you need to be doing. Hmm, And so, yeah, I really, in fact, uh, in my, in my journaling program that I teach, the first day is all about clearing space. That's literally Mm -hmm. what I call it. And I teach people how you sit down with pen and paper and clear the space in their mind. So it stops being so noisy up there. And I think that's a really, really big piece about finding that peace and calm and joy literally in our lives. And then I think the other is being intentional about how you want to feel. So often we get up and we, you know, immediately are on our phones or we're racing out of bed, we're running late, we're throwing things around, getting the kids out of the door, you know, whatever, getting off to our meeting or we're in traffic. We've always got input, input, input coming all of the time. And we haven't even thought about how do I want to feel today? Mm. Do I want to feel joy today? And then creating an intention around that. Because for me, when I say I want to feel joyful, it becomes up to me to create joy in my life. So, and I do that through the choices that I make throughout the day. So if I always come to that touchstone of today, I want to create joy and I'm faced with a choice of, do I you know, want to join the PTA at my son's school or do I want to be home when he gets off the bus or be home to cook dinner on Tuesday nights when the PTA meets. 
And for me, I make that choice from that intention of joy. And so I choose not to join the PTA. And you know what? I don't care what the other moms think. (laughs) I'm not going to volunteer because that is not bringing me joy. And that is not going to make me a better mother. I am going to be a better mother because I'm joyful and I'm choosing things that bring me joy. So being really intentional about how we want to feel every single day and every single moment of the day, that's powerful. I like that. It's almost like you're shifting the perspective similar to how we shift our perspective and focus on the things in our home that spark joy. You're kind of um, making us think about the the feelings that we want in our life um, that spark joy and putting those first rather than just trying to take care of the busy work and focus on the to do's, um, which can become kind of overwhelming if we shift to just how do we simply want to feel that day really like that idea of looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. And, and to go along with that, with, with how it's like the KonMari method, you know, if we have a bunch of junk on our shelf that doesn't bring us joy and every day we look at that and we, we think to Mm -hmm. ourselves, Oh, look at that mess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we choose not to do anything about that mess. We're not bringing joy, right? Yeah. So it really comes from the action, from the choice. That's how then we can embody that joy or that love or that peace or that fun or whatever your intention is for the day. And it becomes so powerful because we're then creating the life we want in our home. When we do KonMari, we're creating the space that we want. And so it comes from within we're creating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a client actually say that her closet was subtly like punching her in the face every day. <laughs> she said, when she finished the process, she's like, my closet's not punching me anymore. You know, it's kind of like something you see, you kind of try to put it in the back of your mind, but you don't realize how much it truly is impacting you every day to just see things out of order. Or, um, it's protect. Um, impacting your productivity as well. It totally does. Well, and I have to be honest with you. I, Karen knows I've told, I've told her this, that, um, I read, um, the life changing magic of tidying up and I, I read it and I was like, no way I'm not doing it. (laughs) And then like, I sat with it a little bit and I started just like slowly, like bit by bit implementing. And I am not like a super organized, neat freak, I mean, not even close, but I did my drawers like with the folding method Uh months ago. Like it was probably almost a year ago Uh and it has been the best thing that I ever did. Like every time I open my drawer, I'm like, oh, look at that. Everything's right where it's supposed to be. And I do my closet all by color and it's gorgeous. And it's it that brings me joy. Right. So that was an intentional way that I brought myself joy, even though it takes a little bit more time. It's so worth it to me. It, you, you made me think about when you were talking about space and intention. Um, with our clients, we, and for ourselves, we, it's very important to come up with like a vision of our most joyful life in the beginning um, to kind of identify where we want the journey to take us. And the very first part of creating a vision is finding a quiet space somewhere, a physical quiet space or emotional quiet space. But that's so critical to being able to identify what it is that you want, what your intention is. So it's really just a a very strong parallel 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. in our work, we see that Kanmari teaches us so much about ourselves and, and, other, and often, um, it's really dramatic. Like we were just talking about some of the changes are really super dramatic. What are some of the really surprising changes you have seen in your clients and in yourself, um, as part of your work? For me, the most striking change of any client that I work with and in myself is that when you come to this realization that you are enough, that you can love yourself fully just as you are, that you never have to lose another pound or earn another dollar or get another certificate on your wall or get another raise, you know, whatever the thing is that you think is going to make you good enough. When you come to understand that you're worthy now, that changes everything that makes everything possible. And it makes all your dreams come alive in this realm of the world that they could, you could actually do it. And so I see people make dramatic shifts like in their health, in taking care of their bodies, with their families, in the way they're interacting with their husbands or their wives or their kids in their careers, you know, totally shifting into a new career or standing up for themselves in the place that they work or understanding that they don't have to be perfect and taking that pressure off of themselves and just giving themselves room to breathe. Right. It feels so good. And really what it's about, what, what this kind of work is about, it's about coming to know who you really are and being 100% okay with that. I, what really resonates for me is this idea that, um, that I think a lot of us, and I certainly have carried around most of our lives, which is this, um, this statement that goes, my life will be great when fill in the blank, Yeah, you know, whatever it is, it's the 10 pounds or the, the raise or the whatever, you know, the, the relationship, whatever, whatever it is, but it's always somewhere in the future, you know, so I completely get that. It's really, and life can just pass you by while you're waiting for that those, you know, perfect little circumstances to, to, you know, change something that really is already changed. You just have to, you just have to understand it and get in touch with it. Yeah. I heard the most beautiful example the other day. I was listening to a podcast or, or something. I, w I can't remember where it was from. Otherwise I would share it, but they said, you know, back whenever, before the light bulb was invented, electricity, we still had electricity, like it was still available to us. We just didn't know that it was there because we didn't have a way to see it shown up, but it was still there. And I, I really feel like all of the things that we want in our life, it's there. It's out there already. We may not see it yet. We may not have the light bulb going off yet and have the physical proof of that, but it's there. And when we can get into that understanding and knowingness that we're worthy already. Mm. We don't have to earn it anymore. It's there. And it's been there since the day that we were born. That's really life-changing. Absolutely. So Kelly, we ask each of our guests at the, toward the end of, of the interview, what sparks the most joy in your life at this moment? 
So I thought a lot about this and I thought, well, I could just like tell you, I could tell you something really deep or I could say my kids, but honestly, they're not sparking joy in me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one thing that sparks joy in me every single day is coffee. And I am so grateful for coffee. (laughs) And another thing that's currently sparking joy in me is the ability to take a long, hot bath in the morning, which seems so luxurious and like shouldn't be able to happen. But that brings me like huge amounts of joy. And the other thing that's bringing a lot of joy to my life right now is my podcast. It's brand new. I've only, it's only been out for about five weeks and I totally feel like in the flow and I'm excited and I'm doing amazing interviews, talking to amazing women. And so that's bringing me great joy. Awesome. And could you remind the listeners one more time about how they could access your podcast? Yes. So the podcast is in her voice and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and on my website, kellycovert.com. Awesome. And are there any final words you'd like to share with us or with our listeners? Always. Yes. I just want to let everyone that is listening to my voice know that you are worthy right this minute. You do not have to do one thing to earn that. You were put here on this earth with a beautiful gift that you need to share. And the only way that you can share it is to believe that is there and to believe that you are good enough. So get shining because we are waiting for your light to shine brightly. Awesome. Thank you so so much, Kelly, for your inspiration. Thank you for joining us here at Spark Joy. It was so great to have you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. You can learn more and connect with Kelly at kellycovert.com. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how KonMari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. You can also join the discussion on Facebook or on Twitter at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with KonMari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of KonMari Media Incorporated or the KonMari consultant community.